Welcome to Before They Change the World, where we explore the minds, ideas, and dreams of exceptional students working on inspiring projects before they change the world. This episode is hosted by me, David, and I speak with Max, who's a CS master student at ETH and the co-founder of SID. SID enables generative AI companies to leverage their users' personal context seamlessly. You can think of it a bit like Stripe for data. Max and his team have recently received the amazing news that they're attending the next Y Combinator batch, and I couldn't be more excited for them. In the conversation, you'll notice that Max is talking about a different product in the same space. And the reason for this is that when I originally spoke with Max, it was back in January 2023. And at that point, SitSearch was a B2C startup, redefining personal data search by creating an ultimate personal digital assistant. This conversation, however, captures Sid in its earliest stages, before their first pivot or even applying to YC. But Max's insights and passion remain timeless. All right, here's Max. If I have to say where, you know, where it started, it was probably, I think, two years ago. Actually, Lotte, uh, one yeah. of the co-founders, she, she was sitting in a lecture and the professor was talking about, you know, Google's TPU architecture mm-hmm. and what it does, right? And how, how, you know, back then it was still an order of magnitude improvement on that. And I think the comment was, you know, this, this crunches, this crunches a lot of your data, right? But you, you don't know what it's doing and it's, but it's probably making a lot of money for Google. And I think that's really where, where, where her inspiration with this whole thing started a few years ago was really this idea, hey, you know, what, what, what actually could you do if you had access to everything, right? If, if anything that, you know, ever existed about you or in your network or, or that mm-hmm. you can even think about, right? If you could just find it, retrieve it and then operate on it. And then I think, right, we set out to, to somehow make that vision a reality that you can really, you know, harness the value that's that's hidden in, in your own data. And, and that was the idea, right? That's where we started. And then I think it started first with, with the alpha product, which is really all around storage, right? And for us, right, the, the, the core insight, and this is, you know, a bit more my background, right? I have a bit more bit more time with LLMs, right? I've been playing with GPT-3 for, for, for a much longer time, right? And what you can really see is that it's, it's incredibly good at looking at unstructured data, right? And we've had ways of processing structured data for a while. You know, if something is a nice table, you can probably train a very nice model on it. But LLMs really allow you to, or LLMs, large language models like GPT-3, really allow you to dig deep into, into unstructured data, into, you know, PDFs, emails, right, where there's no real structure. And so the, for first, it was important for us to see, hey, can we use that technology to really make sense of, of you know, just one person's environment? And we chose email and, and your personal files, including, you know, the cloud. Your cloud files really as this first unit, um, where we explored that, okay, what can we do here? And I think the results are, are really, really good, right? We can more or less, you know, find and retrieve anything. And classically, right, if, if you, for example, use Spotlight Search, it's all keyword-based, right? If you remember the file name, you can find it. If you mm-hmm. remember the email subject line, you can find it, right? Yeah. But you can't ask a general question, right? You can't ask, hey, okay, right, I remember there was something like this, mm-hmm. you know, I sent you an article yeah. about this topic. I don't yeah. know if it was a Bloomberg article, Economist yeah. article, or Substack yeah. newsletter. I, I don't really remember, but I know it's roughly about this topic, right? <laughs> And here you can just enter it, you know, and you find it and then you can, yeah. then you can retrieve it. Yeah. And I think the second step for us is really is making this a bit more conversational, right? I mean, here we're really using the capability of LLMs to understand memory, right? And to understand data. And now it's really also about synthesizing from that, mm-hmm. right? So from your emails, right, you have a very particular email style, 
um, as everyone does. And I think one of the core limitations, right, of, for example, something like ChatGPT is just that it's too generic, right? It's, you can give it some twist, right, and you can iterate over something. But really, you know, if, if you get an email from someone you communicate with regularly, it's obvious that this wasn't written by the person, right, but it was written by ChatGPT. And what we can do is, right, we can synthesize, hey, this is your personal writing style, and then we can generate things in that style. And that's really what, where you can see the power of this memory, the power of your personal context really feeding into there, mm-hmm. where it goes from, you know, something that's a very nice gimmick and technically, of course, incredibly impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, even we were surprised just how just how well ChatGPT felt, also, you know, knowing how how comparatively, you know, bad answers from GPT-3 can be just to see that improvement there. It's, it's still not something that's really a product. It's still something that's really individual or personalized or useful to you. Mm-hmm. And for us, this is, you know, we see this a lot as a, just also in a different way of interacting with, with your device, right? Currently, it's a lot of, hey, I have something in this app, something in this app, right? Then I have a folder structure over that, right? I have 18 different search bars to, to find my information, right? And then I need to do a lot of the synthesis myself, right? You know, I, I, maybe I find the right document, but then I need to find the right section, right? I can't just ask a question, right? Mm-hmm. And this is, yeah. for example, also something that, that you know, was, was one of these core use cases, right? And, and this is one of the first things we also built was, or, or I built back even before we, we did this as part of SID, was having a question, being able to question a script. So there is one, one oral exam, right, that, that I had, a, I think, a few years back. It was in virtual reality, and more or less everything that could be on the exam was in the script. And then, and, and then there was also a lot of old exams, right, you know, from, from the people at FIS who, who provide those to us and all questions. And, and then, you know, I, I more or less, I thought, hey, you know, why don't, I, why don't I try this, right? And it was incredible because you could ask the script questions, right? You could ask the textbook questions, like, and, you know, I started asking the questions from the old exams, right? And while I don't think it would have gotten a six back then, right, it would have definitely passed, right? Mm. And, and, and with flying colors. And I think it really shows, right, this is a much more natural way of actually interacting with something. Like, I have a question and then, you know, give me the answer yeah. by search, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and, and I think, right, this, this really goes back to you can take all of these, you know, different windows and different things and you can just compress it into a single, you know, a single bar, a single conversation. Mm. And I think just from, a, just from a modeling perspective, right, we all always come back to, to, to Jarvis from, from Iron Man, right? And also just how search and iteration works there, right? I think, I don't know if you remember yeah. the scene, you know, where, where he's about to discover a new element, right? And right, and then he goes, okay, you know, give me the model. Okay, now remove the trees, now remove that, right? No, mm-hmm. let's have a look at that, you know, condense it here. And, and quite frankly, right, this is something that, that you can, or that we can do with this, right? You can get the initial search result, the initial information that, ah, no, I wasn't talking about this, you know, give me that, right? And mm-hmm. you can iterate to a solution there. Yeah. And then, you know, and, and other parts, right, this is something that makes what you can exist, you know, what you can do at the moment much, much faster, right? And then you have the other section of things that you really couldn't do before. And for us, one of this, one of these things was, for example, you know, we had an issue with, with signing our, our, our Mac app. It, it turned out to be something incredibly stupid, but as it mostly is, or as it often is, right? We were, we were working on it, right, and, and we just, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't find a solution, and it, of course, means that we can't ship an app, right? So it's mm-hmm. an incredible roadblock. And then, you know, what we can do is, right, we 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 go over your your LinkedIn contacts, right? We we scrape those, and those are incredibly ugly ugly answers you get just right from there, right? Yeah. But with the tech, you can write incredibly nice summaries, and then you can, of course, search them, right? And so what we could right, do is, hey, do we know anyone, right, who ha- who's worked on on macOS development before, right, um, who maybe 
maybe has an engineering degree that could help, right? Mm. And then you just get a list of people that can help you there, yeah, yeah. right? And that's something that otherwise, you know, you have to start calling around, you know, you have to like, hey, do you know anyone that knows anyone, right? Mm -hmm. And like this, you know, usually our networks, you know, all the people we've written emails to, all the people we have on LinkedIn is much, much larger than, you know, yeah. the network that we can remember in our heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can really do that in an incredibly quick and incredibly automated way. And this is something that, you know, otherwise would have taken ages, right? And now you've, again, compressed that down to, to just a single question into this. Yeah. So, so I want to unpack some of the things that you mentioned. So there's like the first step, I guess, is um, where you search semantically. So your, your query has some, some kind of meaning and it's written in natural language. And then what you return are snippets of existing content that just match that query semantically, but you haven't modified that information. The second step would be, I guess, to, to aggregate that information and then spit out like a chat GPT-ish response that is like very specific <laughs> to your question. And then the third thing you were saying, using a similar, similar model or search bar, not only for retrieving information, but for generating information and performing actions. Exactly. Uh, right. And right, and for us, the alpha was really doing that first step, okay. right, and also going into the second step. So yeah. we already do, you know, we look at the answer at the documents, and then we we run a model on it to, oh, to okay. then answer your questions. Okay. Right? That was the alpha product, and now mm -hmm. it really goes into using also the generative generative features there, okay. right? And right, I think just just from a for, just from a scale perspective, this this you know personal data, this is always you know this sounds incredibly buzzwordy, right? But it's an in, but it's become an actual actual problem, right? So. Yeah. What you have is, right, if you compare non-public data, right, to public data, so public data is everything that's freely accessible mm -hmm, on the web, mm -hmm. then there's just been an incredible divergence, right? Yeah. I think, I'm not sure on the exact figures, right, but it's, I think it's growing, non-public data is growing 21% a year, and it has been for the last 25 years, right? In terms of volume, you mean? In terms or? of volume. Oh. And, you know, that's everything from you know, the stuff you have in your devices, right, to something that an enterprise has, right? And, yeah. and it's just absolutely eclipsed the size of the size of the public web. Yeah. And it's just not even comparable anymore, right? And on an individual basis, you can also see that, right? You go from, you know, 10 years, you'd had email and the files on your device, right? And maybe a Dropbox yeah. if you're really, you know, tech first yeah, in, yeah. In, in, in your way of working, right? And now you have, you know, at least you know five different cloud services you have notion you have slack you have whatsapp you have telegram mm -hmm. right you, you run into this this multimodal for everything yeah. way yeah. and just the data amounts have been absolutely exploding right yeah. um, we're just not built for 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 digging through terabytes of data right yeah. and the classical machine learning models are also not built for 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 working through unstructured data right and all of this non-public information most of it is, is completely unstructured mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and uh now, really, we have this technology that for the first time really allows us to unlock the value that's in there, right? And really be able to ask questions in that direction, to really synthesize it, and to really, you know, understand who you are and, and then ask incredibly interesting questions about, yeah. about what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, because when, when you just said that, I, I realized that there's been such a crazy amount of investment and, and competition in the public search domain, like with, with Google and so many other search engines. But when it comes to like searching your file system, it's pretty much like the, the operating operating system search engine that does the work for you. Yeah, if and you, I don't if think you there's know the much. file name, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's no, perfect, no, right? But no, no, but you, can, yeah, but you can do anything nearly as complex as, as what Google allows you to do when you're searching for something or what ChatGPT allows you to do with public information information right yeah, now yeah. and i'm wondering so right now your your focus is on doing these th these different operations on textual data in 
in like emails, other applications, etc. But it's all textual for now, right? Yes. Okay. I mean, in, in theory, right? I think text is text is the basis that we have at mm -hmm. the moment, right? We could uh, what we already do is some OCR, right? So if you have screenshots, then for example, mm -hmm. those are yeah. also become searchable. What we don't yet have, for example, is something like clip where you could get a description of an image from from the image right and make that searchable but again right this is this is something that we can build on top right yeah. if, if the people using our product yeah. want it yeah. and uh, absolutely back to the search public search example i think right and this is also why why it's code red at google right and, mm -hmm. and this was rumored back in december right and and, uh, and now we can see it right with sundar authoring the the bard press release it's right the big issue is the public web is by definition public, right? And now we have an incredibly powerful tool that you know, allows us to search through information. And for information like the web, which is pretty structured, right? In comparison to what you else have, this task becomes trivial, right? This used to be an incredibly difficult challenge, right? And Google was the only ones who could really master it. But now, you know, you have ChatGPT, which provides very good performance. And, you know, it's quite obvious too that if you gave ChatGPT the ability to scrape the web, right? And to get up-to-date information, then you could build a Google, a Google-grade product, right? Mm -hmm. Probably even a better than Google-grade product. Yeah. And then you also have, you know, for example, Claude from Anthropic AI, which just got an investment of $300 million from Google, nonetheless, right? And then you have a Palm, which is an open-source model right and you have a lot of different models that now are very very close to providing google grade information right mm -hmm. for for public data and mm -hmm. i think you know if you if you project this out over the next one or two years right there's probably going to be a, a, a dozen different models that can do this for you right mm -hmm. and there's already a few different companies there's u.com right which mm -hmm. does this kind of search there's neva.ai yeah. right which does this kind of search the one of uh, kevin's system for news yeah have you heard of that yeah one? exactly right artifacts um, right yeah no exactly right and and, and this this really shows right and, and the problem is the technology exists right and everyone seems to have the technology it's just a question of you know how much training data do you have and how much compute can you can mm -hmm. you buy right mm -hmm. and and what it means is that google effectively turns into a commodity product for, for, for search, right? And, and this is, of course, incredibly concerning for them. The lion's share of their revenues and, and the lion's share of their profits still come from search, right? Because you can you can serve five ads with a single query, right? And a query is very, very easy to process. And, and now search you go into, is also very, very inexpensive right now. Yeah, exactly, which. right? And now you go into a paradigm where and searching just on the compute side will cost at least 100x, right? Mm. You can probably, you'll have to go from five ads to one per, per query, right? Mm. Because it just, the interface doesn't really lend itself to it, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like, you know, you can ask, you know, what's, what's the fastest... You know, what's, what's the fastest animal, what's the fastest mammal in the sea, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, it's the dolphin, right? Do you want to buy a dolphin, you know, stuffed toy, right? And it's this, you know, and it swims at 37 miles per hour, right? And, and yeah. adding ads into there just feels absolutely bizarre, right? And while I'm sure the smart people at Google and, and the other companies will find a way, right? We're not going to go, for, we're going to go from five or six ads per result to probably one. Right? Mm -hmm. And I think we're almost saturated on how many queries we can actually ask through the yeah. internet. So, And again, right, so what we see is what's the differentiator? The technology, the models exist, right? And, and seemingly everyone has them. Uh -huh. And the problem is the data is by definition public, right? It's the public web. Uh -huh. So really, you know, there's no, no way for, for you to compete or, and to have a differentiator. And mm -hmm. the only difference what you can have is, hey, you can search things that others can't search, right? 
or your data set is so much larger than everyone else's, right? That your search is just that much better. Mm. But, and, and this is, of course, two things which are incredibly, incredibly difficult to do. And none of the players here have it, right? And not OpenAI and not, not Google, right? And, um, and not the others, Neva and, and, and you.com. And this is, right? And, and this makes it incredibly hard, right? To, to, to look at the space and see how, how that actually becomes a, a non-commodity, non-low margin space. And so I think, right, the, the big focus will be around searching things that others can't, which is what, what, we, what we do, or it will be around, right, really having a, a, a data set, right, that no one else has access to. And I think these are the two ways we know which one we've chosen. Right? Yeah. But I think, you know, this is, this is the real one, right? And it's still, right, yeah. Okay. So yeah, yeah. So, so one question I have about the, the private search domain yeah. uh, is how... How do you, and maybe this gets into very low level stuff, but how do you actually get that information from the user if it's scattered around many different apps and sources that in some cases might not really make it easy to, to share the information that is stored in their servers with a third-party app? So how, mm -hmm. how do you get okay. around this? I think, right, there's... there's uh... There's three levels of hardness with building these integrations. The first level of hardness is they offer an API, right? And mm -hmm. this is luckily what most apps do. So we can just programmatically access them, right? Even, for example, WhatsApp or, or oh, Telegram, wow. right? Slack anyway, right? You can just programmatically access it. You might have to log in, right? And yeah. give, it, give, it, give it tokens, but that, that works. Also Gmail, right? Gmail was... Yeah. I think Gmail is incredibly easy integration oh, wow. to build. Nice. Or I don't know, I didn't build it. But, uh, <laughs> right? I think, I think it, we, we built the, the Gmail integration in a day, right? And, and that's, that's the first one, right? This is the first bucket of, of things, you yeah. know, you can, you can really, which are very, very easy for us to get. I think the second one, those are the ones that make it, make it a bit more difficult, right? And, and those are ones that don't really offer an API, right? But they are exposed through the browser, right? So most apps that we use today, right, have at least a browser version or are browser native. And so, for example, Notion, right, they also have an API, right? But they are also on the browser or something like Jira or Linear, right, which is a lot of things that people work with, yeah. and they're on the browser, right? And as soon as something's on the browser, we can also capture it. That's actually also what we've built already in the alpha is, is a Chrome extension, which can do just that, right? You can like just scrape a website. Exactly, which is, which is, which is the second one, right? If they don't play nice, you know, this is, this is what we can, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the second bigger gun. Yeah. And just the, the browser extension is of course also nice, right? Because you build an easy integration into a lot of things, right? And exactly this, which, which is a super common use case is, hey, I read something, I heard something, right? I generally remember what the topic is and now I want to send it to you because I think it's interesting to you or because you, you asked for it, right? And uh, now you can just write, you can collect that and, and if you've ever looked at it in a browser, you can find it and send it. Right? Mm -hmm. And then the third one, right, if, if, if they really don't want to play nice with either of the first two, then you can go through, through more hacky methods. I don't know if you know Rewind, right, which, which go over, over screenshots and screen recordings, mm -hmm. right? There's a lot of other ways where you can, where you can then, you know, find, find an entry. And if that then even fails, right, which, which it it shouldn't or it yeah. can't, right? Because if, if you can't see it, then anyone can, right? Mm -hmm. You could also just send a GDPR request on, <laughs> on your graph and, and get the data that way, right? And, mm -hmm. and they have to supply it to you by law. Okay. Uh, but of course, you know, we don't want to, that's not, that's not the path we yeah. want to go down. Yeah, yeah. And, and right, and I think currently, and this is really, this is really the path for the integrations. And what we can see, right, also in the example before, what you really get into is, the more of these integrations you have, right, the better the use case becomes. And the more data points you have, the better the use case becomes. Mm -hmm. So you have, 
somewhat you know data and effects built into that mm -hmm. if i just have your emails right i can extract your email writing style right i, I know how how you would respond to certain requests right mm -hmm. i can extract all of that mm -hmm. um, but then right if i also have your calendar then i can not just respond to the email in your style right but i can if it's you know asking for a time right i can automatically feed that in there right mm -hmm. i already know mm -hmm. when when you know when you're online or i can go the other way you know you're on vacation or, or you're go, go on a trip somewhere and then you have you know five or six Zoom meeting, five or six meetings during that time, right? You can automatically send emails to the organizer of those meetings, telling them that you will be remote during that time, right? Mm -hmm. And something like this, which is also something which is tedious work, right? Goes mm -hmm. completely away, and that's not possible if you just have email, right? Mm -hmm. For example, as Google does, or if you just have access to the calendar, as you know, another another company has, and right? And then you add something like like the like the LinkedIn LinkedIn part, right, around it, mm -hmm. where you can really look at, hey, who do I know? Mm -hmm. And then it's like, hey, right, I have this problem. I need someone who has experience, right, in, in, in this specific area. You know, you get a list, and then you're like, okay, draft an email you know with slots next week right and now you've just had you know five or ten outbound emails for a critical issue of yours yeah. right and you have it automatically written in your style right you can even personalize it to the individual person right that's mm -hmm. absolutely possible and then and then it, it it adds in you know what calendar availabilities you have right and yeah. you can see that the you know growing that right really also the capabilities grow yeah. to an incredible amount and you can really look at at a very very platform perspective right because once you have all of this you know, you can think about, you know, can take any workflow that you have, right? And, and you know, you can just right. shorten that and optimize it, right? And, mm -hmm. and then we can do the same, right? We can go, we can talk to users, right? And we can see, oh, right, hey, this is something that they do a lot, right? We can also do this, of course, analytically, right? Mm -hmm. But this is a kind of workflow that happens a lot. Let's find a way to really condense that down even further, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and we can do that because, of course, we already have the platform, right? And we have the LLMs that allow us to, you know, make sense of that in between. Yeah. And that's really, I think, where, where there are a lot of the a lot of the really, really interesting stuff comes yeah. comes down the line. Uh -huh. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, initially when I heard about it, I thought it was mostly limited to search, but it seems now like you're trying to build the, the ultimate assistant uh, yeah. For, for people. Yeah, I think I think right the the way we phrase it, and, and you know this might be a bit of a, a bit of a funny way to say things, right? But ChatGPT to a certain degree feels like you know everyone's you know a manager now of an intern called ChatGPT, right? And you can offload somewhere, to, yeah. right? You can say, hey, write this, draft this, yeah. or you know remove the fluff from that, or. Yeah. Hey, what was this again? Right? What are three points that I might have to watch out there? Right? Mm -hmm. You can ask those sorts of questions, and it's excellent at it. But the problem is really, you know, it doesn't know you, right? Yeah. You always have to give it the context yeah. Yeah. Of, of of what it has, right? And you don't know when the intern's wrong, right? It might just bullshit you, right? And, <laughs> and then it loves doing that, right? And 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 so, right? By adding us as a memory layer next to it, right? What we can do is it automatically and instantly has the full picture, right? Mm -hmm. It knows everything, mm -hmm. right? And every query and every answer that it provides, right, is given the personal context, right, to fit just just right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and this is, right, what the search product was yeah. was to validate, that this kind of data layer yeah. can work. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. and, and, and then in the second part, right, you also know where it's getting the information from, yeah. right? For every answer, you know, you get citations like like you'd want them to, yeah. right? Where you can say, hey, you know, let me check actually that that's that that's true, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And over time, right, this is also how you build trust into these models, right? If I've checked ten times, right, then I'm and it was always right, then I'm not going to check the eleventh yeah. time. Yeah. Right? So, um, so just a question on, on the technical side, like, is it that I mean, I'm gonna 
give a very bad example, but just to make it clearer to the listener as well. Yeah. Like, is the approach, which I doubt, but maybe, to basically take all the context of the information and basically aggregate that in, into the prompt of the user? Or is it to, like, train or fine-tune a model based on the context and then, and then give it, like... Yeah. Prompt. So the 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 prompt engineering, right? That's I think the trivial solution. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually right. It's it's unreasonably effective. Okay. If I may say so. <laughs> and and this is sure, right? And then the second part, what you'd be talking about, would be explicit fine tuning, mm. right? This would be explicit fine tuning, maybe on a on a different stack, right? That you have a fine tuned model that just answers computer science questions mm. for you, or a fine tuned model that just answers you know business questions for yeah. you, or something like that. And that's definitely also something that's interesting. But but that of course requires a lot of compute. Right. Mm -hmm. Also, if you were to fine-tune the model just on your personal context, right, that would mean hundreds of dollars per user in compute, which is, of course, infeasible mm -hmm. right, in a, in a, in a consumer-facing problem. Yeah, okay. So what we can actually do is we, we take the information, the context, right, the embeddings, which we, which we retrieve of, of, the, of the context information, and we bias the, the weights inside the model. Mm -hmm. um, so we bias the weights inside the model with the information. Mm -hmm. um, so this acts and the, the model itself is frozen which is very important but effectively you get a fine-tuned model for every query that you want to ask okay. right you get a fine-tuned query on the information relevant to that query for every model but you can do it without actually needing to recompute the whole thing oh wow and, right and this is this is where you can get you know into in, into these really really interesting things right where where you really have that interplay between you know sid between the language models which are you know the computer mm -hmm. right and then you have the memory which is effectively the which is what we what we provide the next thing i wanted to talk about which you kind of touched on is like who is the ideal customer for this and and what is your your business model so uh, the ideal customer is, 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 I think, or our first customer is, is, is definitely founders, right? We can do, and founders, not at the early stage, not when you have three or four people, right? Because then usually, you know, communication is still very tight, right? There's not, there's mm -hmm. not that much to, to manage in a yeah. sense. But where we really saw this, this problem exploding was, was for people in org sizes, 20, 25, 30 people. And, and right then, I think they spend an hour to two hours, right, just retrieving information. You know, they have the next meeting, right? And sure, the meeting notes are somewhere, right? And from the last one. And then there's also some communication because they also want to do a reach out there, right? Yeah. And just retrieving all of that, right, in front of your next meeting is, yeah. is, is, is for example, one of the, the, the cases we saw right and as i think right they spend around an hour to two hours a day just on finding things and <laughs> because they're not large enough right to have the formal processes the infrastructure, right yeah, the yeah, infrastructure yeah. or the formal processes mm -hmm. right oh this has to go into this and this right mm -hmm. and the management system right yeah. and this is how the stuff they don't is have updated. personal assistance yeah yet. they don't have <laughs> personal assistance right they don't have a setup forecast and review call right mm -hmm. and specified formats you know none yeah. of this right it's okay, you know, we just hired, you know, five or eight yeah. more people, right? And now there's, you know, texting going on yeah. everywhere. You know, some people are using this, some people are using yeah. that, right? Yeah. There's no and we just switched like structure. platforms, like our to-do platform is now a new place and we yeah, have some exactly. old notes somewhere else. And yeah, like... yeah, and, and you know, but the engineering team still likes their engineering <laughs> platform. And this is really where the explosion starts, right? And and, mm -hmm. and really, you know, from a focus perspective, we, we need to go to the... to to the user, right? That's 
the highest expectation user, right? Mm -hmm. The user that will use us the most, right? The user that will get the most value out of this. Mm -hmm. And that's a, the ideal first customer to have, right? And, and this is the one we've found. It's also an incredibly nice initial customer to have because they're very well networked, right? They know each other. If it works for one, it'll work for, for the yeah. others. And of course, it's, it's also where our personal network is strong. Um, mm -hmm. And so this, this is, of course, right, why, it's, why it's, it's a very, very nice match. I mean, um, you'll be your, your own customer at some yeah, point if you start uh, hopefully, growing. No, exactly, right? And, and this is... And this is this is the first customer, and on the on the on the business model side, I think um, initially it's it's just a, a simple subscription. Mm -hmm. right? I think further on, right, also as the product suite evolves and, and we go more into into this into a cloud first first era, right, where you actually store the data with us as well, so you can get things like you can access everything on your phone, right. Mm -hmm. And and you know when you move more into that, right, then you need to get a bit more complex on on the pricing side, right. And but in general, it's 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 going to be subscription based, right. It's yeah. not we're not in the business of selling ads, yeah. right. This is right. not this <laughs> is not what we want to do, right. We're yeah. a product, right. We're we're incredibly useful, and and that's and that's how we want to be seen, yeah. right. And that's that's what we do. So you had like this initial epiphany, right, in a lecture hall yeah. uh, or Lotte, Lotte who's one of your yes. co-founders. Yeah, yeah. how, how has the team evolved since then and how much time have you been working on, on like this so, product? Uh, Lotte was the one also that, that brought us all together from, from that perspective, right? It's, it was her idea back then to really to really rethink what's possible there. And right then, and I think, you know, then I think we met early, early last, or no, spring last year, right? And, and she had met Georges and she'd worked with Tim before, so she's known him for a bit longer right and then she got all of us together and then you know we we had a look at this right and i i came more from the llm side right and and, and tim who was at husky right came came with that that perspective he worked at start i don't know if you know the no. the it's it's, it's the largest student-run okay. startup conference okay. in, in europe or, or something like that i don't know some superlative yeah. huh? mm -hmm. but very cool right it's in march okay so uh-huh okay. And right, and he he used to work there also alongside Lotte, and then there's of course Georges, right, who's just who's also ETHCS, right, and he did the, he he did the MIT exchange a few years back, right, and he's just an in, in, and he's also worked at an AI startup before. Yeah, and he's just an insane, insane, insane programmer. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I I you know it's of course uh, I'd consider myself to be to be one of the better ones, right, but I'm I'm it's not <laughs> it's not a comparison, right? It's exactly right. So the Gmail integration was built was built in a, in less than a day, right. Right. Which, which is just, you know, which is the kind of engineering pace, right, we really want to have. Mm -hmm. um, and, and because, of course, it also allows us to iterate quicker, right, mm -hmm. and then to really try out new features, right. Yeah. And, and also going into, you know, the planning process for the next six months, a lot of this goes into how, you know, what, what architecture allows us to move most quickly, right? Yeah. What allows us to, you know, have an idea and then build the feature in, mm. in, in, in the least amount of day, uh, mm -hmm. time, right? And, and for us, that time scale is days, not not weeks, and mm -hmm. definitely not months or quarters, right? right? And right, and, and and this is then this is how we got together, right? And then I think we did a we we did a work workation in Iceland, right? Where we we you know also to to test the team a bit, right? We had all known each other, mm. you know, for a bit, right? Yeah. But you know, it's, uh, we were in a cabin. I think the next supermarket was an hour away, right? Oh. And and you can really see, you know, how, how well the team works together, and it was excellent. And then, so, so when was uh, this last summer? Or? This was then no end of last summer, right? And then, and for how long were you guys in that cabin? <laughs> uh, 
seven, eight days, something like oh, that. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, we went out sometimes, <laughs> right? right? Okay. Now, Iceland is also a beautiful country, right? Yeah. So definitely worth a visit on yeah. its own. But uh, no, no, right, we, we went there and then we tried it out and that was really the kickoff. And then and, and that's that's how it got started, right? And then we built the, the alpha very, very quickly and also really started talking with users and started talking with people, all right, for, for time we thought that. So, for example, consultants and investment bankers are also an incredibly interesting target from a simple perspective, right? They have usually quite short time frames to work on a deal or a project, right? Yeah. And the project starts off with, you know, getting some data dump from, from mm-hmm. a client, right? Mm-hmm. So they usually, you know, get, to get the hundreds of gigabytes, you know, of, Maybe it's well-structured, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the client just, you know, yeah. uh, put everything in there, but it's your job to, you know, f- search through it and then find the right number to, mm-hmm. to plug into your model if you're investment banking, right? Or to find the right information, right? To then, to then mm-hmm. do the strategy slide on the consultants. Yeah. And, right, and, and, this is, and this is something, right, which, which usually, and actually for them, a large part of, of, the, of, you know, a new project search is search, right? Is discovery, is mm-hmm. asking questions, asking the right questions. And this is, of course, also a tool, right, where, where we are very, very useful. But, right, and, and, and just doing that, also talking to those, right, and then we ended up going with founders because we think it's an even stronger fit, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, right and, and just going through that exploration, right, in parallel. And then really for us, it's been also, of course, I mean, beautiful to see ChatGPT then launch in December. I mean, yeah. we, couldn't have, we couldn't have timed it any better, right. to be very honest. And, uh, and, right, and, 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 you know, before then, you know, if you're talking with people, it was always like, you know, is this technically possible, right? Is, is, that was the question. Of course, you know, we were totally convinced it was technically possible, right? Because you know, then we could also show it, right, at some yeah. point. But the more or less, after ChatGPT was released, everyone was like, "Okay, yeah, sure, this is technically this is yeah. technically possible." Yeah. And by them, I guess the most relevant here is the investors. Yeah, no, absolutely, investors, right. customers, right? Yeah. I mean, we we started talking to customers way before we had a product to show mm-hmm. them, right? Or even a demo video. Yeah, they can really was, imagine. Um, so yeah, exactly, right? And then people, you know, to some degree, they feel like folders and, and, and file naming conventions, that's the way the, the, the you know, it has yeah. to be, right? Mm-hmm. And they're so entrenched in this that this is also something that, you know, we have to work with and we can't mm-hmm. just say, you know, throw away all of your nomenclature because people have, you know, they love it so much. But what you then realize is that it's, of course, totally irrelevant. Right? It's going to be like a monofolder setup in the future. Like, you, yeah. just, you just create a file, just yeah, I think put it's, in it's, a huge it's list. It's just downloads. Yeah. It's just a downloads just, folder, right? And yeah. it's just absolutely... I think that's exactly how it works, right? Okay. You haven't, I mean, because that's how the internet works, right? Yeah, no one true. goes around, you know, yeah, like, <laughs> I don't have to sort the internet no, to use exactly. it, right? No. I don't have to be like, oh, right. I'll, you know, I'll save that, right? Yeah. And I'll structure that and I have a tree hierarchy somewhere. Yeah. No, right? No. I just, I ask the question, I get the answer, right? Yeah. And, and now we can do that. We can offer that the first time for, for, for an individual's data yeah. as well, right? I uh-huh. feel like that's such a powerful analogy uh-huh. to tell people, like... <laughs> If, if they're like, oh, but yeah, like if you want them to realize why this model is going to work, just tell them about the internet. Yeah. <laughs> like why are uh-huh. there folders on the internet, yeah. folders of websites? Like, yeah, no, um, exactly. Ooh, is this, is it, was this, you know, in the news folder yeah. or was this in <laughs> yeah. the sports folder? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no, you just, you just get the answer, right? Um, yeah. And then... And, and, and quite frankly, the technology is so powerful that, you know, offering Google will be, will be so easy, right? Mm-hmm. This is also something we'll absolutely offer, right? I mean, we already offer it with the power of, of the models that we, we use currently, right? Mm-hmm. But 
I'm absolutely sure, you know, when in a year we'll see we'll see models that can also, you know, query the internet, right? Yeah. We can just plug that in, which is super right. nice for us, right? Right. So, so a, a question on on the back backbone of your technology, because when you're talking about large language models for a startup, I assume that it's not like oh, we're just t training something from scratch. You're always building on pre-trained models or or stuff that's somewhere out there. Mm -hmm. How do you How do you handle that when the when the field is moving so incredibly fast? Like, so, right for us, it's important important to see. Right, we're not we're not. I'm not going into the business of competing against ChatGPT mm -hmm. and competing against you know mm -hmm. Bard and, and yeah. Ask Bing or whatever yeah. they end up calling it. Right, <laughs> this is this is this is totally uninteresting to us. Yeah. Right, we're actually model agnostic. Right, um, mm -hmm. so. We, we, you know, we have some ones which run on, 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 you know, custom open source models. We have some versions which run on, you know, OpenAI ChatGPT, right? Hmm. Uh, and these models, right? We're incredibly agnostic, right? Okay. What we can do is we can go to any of these models, right? And yeah. we can just plug in the right. context, right? And right. we just plug in the information, okay. right? And, and turn it from, you know, an intern who knows nothing about you, right? And, yeah. and you know, yes. who gets things wrong, you don't know when they get something wrong, mm -hmm. to someone who knows how you route, who knows yeah. you're available, who knows who you know, right? Yeah. And who knows, and who can dig through any document, you know, you've ever saved on, yeah. on your computer. Yeah. Or, and, and, right, and, and this is what we can do, and that's the experience we provide for nice. anyone, right? We see it as effectively as one layer below, um, below where the LLM sits. Really cool. um, because, I mean, yeah, the space is moving so quickly, and for us, it's, of course, it's, it's great, right? Because... Mm -hmm. It improves the features of our product without us doing any work, which is always the, the favorite kind of feature improvement to get. Exactly. I, I, I wanted to talk about the, the, um, the space of generative AI, just a kind of a, a futuristic outlook as well there, because we were talking about how the internet is not, or, or like it's, it's, you don't have to sort it. But at some point, like I can imagine that content is going to become so commoditized and so overwhelming because a lot of it is also going to be generated that... Do, do you even think do you even think we'll want to to get a list of search results at some point or is it no no okay. I don't no no and this is right this is the alpha in yeah. the beta there won't be a right. it, it won't be around a list of search results mm -hmm. right and that goes back to it right I mean you can if you if you want the historical perspective right you can read this and you know this was this was the founding reason behind Palantir right and this came out of the out of the PayPal founding story it was mm -hmm. right PayPal was faced with a lot of fraud Right, and they found out that humans were usually quite good at identifying the fraud if they saw it. Mm -hmm. Machines were not that good at identifying the fraud when they saw it, but the machines could dig through terabytes, right, of of data, right, and then they could, you know, find the cases that they thought were more suspicious, and then a human could be at the end, right, and say, hey, this works and this doesn't work, right. Yeah. So the machine, you know, mm -hmm. it was good when the machine was smart, but the machine didn't need to be human level to be actually useful, right. Mm -hmm. And this is very similar here, right. You want the machine to do as much of the synthesis work as you want, right? And mm. then it's just high-level inputs from you, right? Yeah. Just like with the Jarvis example, right? You don't want to you don't want to do all of the manual work, right? You mm. want to say, okay, give me this, right? Edit this, and yeah. maybe add that there, right? And remove right. that. And, and this is really how how we should be interacting, right? right? You give the high-level intelligence and guidance, right? And, mm -hmm. and and then the LLMs with with Sid, right? Dig through dig yeah. through all the rest um, yeah, and dig yeah. through the terabytes. And absolutely, I don't think search is the the classical search way is the, is the best way to do it, right? right? Because also just from a user perspective, right? Usually you arrive with a question, right? You arrive with a question, you want to know something, and now okay, right? I answer the question, right? And then you get you know ten 
results mm -hmm. as in Google, right? And then you have to go to the website and then you have to find the part of the website which answers yeah. your question, right? Yeah. And that's three degrees, right? And, and an yeah. unnecessary one minute step, right? right? And if you just get the answer at the very front, right? You ask the question, you get the answer. That's what you want. And right. we're going to see a lot of, lot of interface innovation as well, right? Currently, we talked a lot about retrieving, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and getting information out of there. But of course, it's a, it's a two-way street, mm -hmm. right? And we talked about before, right? How you could have a draft an email, personalize mm -hmm. an email, right? Mm -hmm. In your style to the recipient, right? Mm -hmm. and, and with the with the right context, right? Mm -hmm. And also, you know, for example, if you're if you're approaching someone around a problem, right? Mm -hmm. you, you know, I ah, yeah, just add a summary of the problem as well, right? And, mm -hmm. and this is something that sounds completely ludicrous, right? Mm -hmm. But it is now absolutely, you know, just just a feature in, in, yeah. in a much much larger product suite. And then and then of course, right? Currently, you'd still have to copy it out, right? And and and, and put it into mail. But of course, that's an arbitrary next step. You just hey hey, send it out, right? Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the email address, then send it out over a WhatsApp, right? Rewrite the mm -hmm. message as a text message, right? And mm -hmm. send it over that. Yeah. And really, right, you, you not just become the interface for pulling information out, mm -hmm. but really to interact and, and put it in as well, yeah. right? And also, you know, from a note perspective, currently, you know, you'd, you'd find the right position to put it in the notion, but quite frankly, what you just want is you open a page, right? And then you just send it into the bucket, right? Send mm -hmm. it into the, the mega folder, yeah. right? And then you, you retrieve it whenever you want to and you get the information out of it, right? And, and I think that's, that's, that's going to completely reshape also how we think about the devices because quite frankly, right? Currently, you know, and that's, that's why we all have expensive laptops. It's because they're just so much more useful still than the phone, right? For doing actual productivity work or even than an iPad, right? But if most of your interaction is just, you know, with a single, with a single bar, right? And then in a chatty style, right? That experience is equivalent on, on the phone, on the iPad, mm -hmm. and on, 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 yeah. the, on, on, the, on the computer. And, you know, if you think, you know, maybe one step further, right? It's also the same on, on, the, uh, on the Apple Watch, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and just thinking, right, about the fact that you could have a watch that's potentially very close to as useful as your laptop is. Yeah. Right, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. For example, you know the the article example you had there. You're sitting, you know, with a coffee with a friend. You're like, hey, you know, I read this super interesting thing, right? Maybe exactly right the, what what uh, what Sundar wrote on Bard, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, I want to send this to you, right? Now you can just ask that question right. over over of the watch, right? And it mm -hmm. automatically finds the article and just sends it yeah. to you. And I mean, this is something that's absolutely ludicrous, right? Yeah, Currently, yeah. you know, you'd be like, ah, fuck, right? Where did, I... did I save it somewhere? You know, history. The, yeah, history, <laughs> right? And then you try to find it, and then, yeah. but if you don't remember what what publication yeah. it was from, it's already incredibly difficult, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And you really and and this is this is where the struggle starts, right? And now this this is a workflow that you can just you know go there, right? Yeah. And if it's another workflow that you have, right, that's common, you know, you can more or less automate all of these if you have the LLMs that do the the, the thinking, right? And then you have the memory and you have access to mm -hmm. the underlying data, right? And uh -huh. so so a question. So this is something I've been thinking for a bit. Like imagine what you were just saying about the the generative feature that also is able to like send out mm -hmm. content to somebody else. Imagine this in like five years or something where, where it becomes like really commoditized and a lot of people are using this. How do you think this will, because like there has to be a response to that, right? Like if everyone is sending content out like at the speed of thought, then you're also going to become way more overloaded with emails that have been generated by an AI or text messages or everything. Do you think there's going to be like, like a receiving assistant basically yeah of course like, is it going to turn into an api basically like, yeah of course this is also something right also one of the one of the pain points right that we saw was this you know you wake up in the morning right and then you have you look at the group chat right and it's like 80 new messages yeah. and you're like 
Yeah. Now I have to sift through yeah. all of them, right? Yeah. And and you know, usually if it's just you know some group chat, uh, some student group chat, you just ignore <laughs> yeah. it, right? But if it's your engineering team, then you have to yeah. look through it. Yeah. Uh, and then now you know that also goes like, hey, just summarize those messages yeah, from exactly. yesterday, right? And then give me the key breakdowns. Yeah. And the summarization features have also yeah. become insane, right? Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. can ask also questions like, hey, were there any issues that concerned me, yeah. right? That concerned my product, right? right? Or like um, all these recruiting emails, like find the companies that I actually care about, like, yeah, exactly. or that match my profile, or right? Um, yeah, uh, and 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 of course you have a receiving end there, right? Mm -hmm. It's it's okay, right? You synthesize it down, you break it down into the into the blocks that you need to make a decision right and it always you know that's and uh, yeah i think we'll see a, an explosion of course on both sides but usually what that means is is that you also just increase the increase the amount of communication and increase the amount of you know contact and increase yeah. the amount of information that's being shared right yeah. and that's usually always a very very good feeling for society yeah. and same goes right also for for the context here right a lot of the use cases we talked about here right there there are things that you know all of us have to do, right? But there are not things where, or a lot of these things, right, are not things where your contribution is incredibly important, right? It's, you have to take something, right? You have to do something, you have to enter it, and then it's, you know, writing an email. Yeah. For example, writing an email to administrators yeah. and stuff like that, right? This is something, you need to do it, it needs yeah. to be formal, right? It yeah. needs to have all the right words, right? And yeah. yeah. um, to, to make it a formal email. But quite frankly, right, your you, there's no value just the add transformation to your time. of information uh -huh. yeah exactly but like the content is there's no value add to your time mm -hmm. right and so much every day is just things that you have to do right yeah. but actually where there's no value add to your time right mm -hmm. and then the classical word you know you'd hire a few assistants to do it right but the, quite frankly right exactly everyone can have that intern now right mm -hmm. and everyone can have that right and everyone can have the most personal most informed intern that, that ever existed right yeah. and you can really break down so much time and for me what what i think is super interesting is how will a society look where most of these you know i'd call them you know stupid tasks right can just be fully automated yeah. right how you know just how much time that frees up to actually do the stuff that you're interested in right and where you know where it's your talent where it's your insight where it's your creativity that makes a difference right yeah. and, and you know this is this is this is what's really exciting right yeah. and then uh uh -huh. ah, super cool. So, okay, so we've spoken about seed search. We've talked a bit about the team, also about semantic search and generative AI. I'm wondering, I want to ask some questions about your experience in, in running a startup and in, in starting one and also in, in fundraising. I know we can't get into the details of that, but still I'd be interested to know like some, some general lessons that you've had there or thoughts about the, the, the fundraising space in these times and, and specifically in, in the space that you're in. Yeah, so things like how, what's your approach for finding investors and things like that? Mm. Okay, so first of all, I think on, 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 the, on the starting side, right, there's of course, right, always a break point where, where you feel like, hey, this is so compelling and this is so interesting, right, and you don't really want to work on anything else, mm -hmm. right, and that's usually, that's usually where it starts, and then the internal audit has to start, is this because I just don't like working on the other thing as mm -hmm. much, or is it because I actually think this is this thing, right, yeah. and for me, this is very much, very much that, right, yeah. I wouldn't be interested in building an incremental, you know, I think as I also mentioned, I wouldn't be interested in, in building a, an incremental B2B SaaS 
SaaS company, yeah. right? That takes an existing, you know, so accounting vertical, process, right? Yeah. Exactly, right? Or, or yeah. looks at some compliance or some accounting process or some procurement. You know, yeah. there's a lot of different, you know, processes and companies, and a lot of these aren't well digitalized. Yeah. Uh, and you can, of course, take any of these, turn it into a startup, right? And yeah. sell it well. Very predictable cycles, right? And you can raise a lot, uh, you know, you can raise funds, right? And, and et cetera, et cetera, right? But when you really look back on it, right, you've, you've, you've provided an incremental efficiency benefit and not really, you know, built anything that's transformational that really changes, you know, how, how people go about their lives mm -hmm. or, or what is even possible, right? Mm -hmm. and, and for me, right, the last companies that have really managed that scale have been, you know, something on the order of Google, something on the order of Facebook, right? The, mm -hmm. the idea of, you know, what we today mm -hmm. take for granted and, and is, but what before Facebook really didn't exist was if I wanted to talk to anyone, right, or if I wanted to connect to anyone on yep. the planet, right? It was just, you know, opening a website and, and pressing a button, right? And yeah. that just absolutely didn't exist before, right? And then for Google, it was the same thing, right? We had this huge repository of data, right? And of information, mm -hmm. but it was just inaccessible, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think, right, this is also one of our mantras. If something can't be found, right, it can't be used, right? That's, mm -hmm. There's no value in, in information that can't be retrieved. Mm -hmm. And that, right, and, and, and I think since then, we've really, we've really slipped into this, hey, Right, I'm building an incremental product. Right, no one has really thought about bringing anything of that scale back. Right, and also with 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 language models, I think language models are an internet-sized technology. I think they're going to be incredibly transformational. But the space still does not have a Google-sized product. Right, I mean, OpenAI's goal is not to is not to become. I'm a dominant player. I mean, it's their explicit strategy that they want multiple competing models, right? None of the other models have had any breakout success, right? And nor do I think that it will be, right? The scaling laws are quite, quite cemented. It's how much compute and how much data you have. None of these different model providers have more than a three or six months had a lead over the others, right? And, and the simple reason is it's only, right, the three things that determine model performance, the amount of data, the amount of compute, and the number of parameters, right? And the number of parameters, of course, intricately linked to, to, the, to the compute and the data that you have, yeah. right? And it's more a function of the two. Mm -hmm. So it really breaks down to, hey, you have compute and data, right? And no one has a data advantage, right? Everyone has the internet, which is what all of these models are trained on. Yeah. But none of them has something that the others don't, right? I'm sure, right, there's some model that's maybe also trained on this other obscure website that the others don't have, but there's mm -hmm. no real differentiation here, right? Mm -hmm. And also on the compute side, right? OpenAI, of course, has, has a lot of compute through their partnership with Microsoft. Google, mm -hmm. of course, is, also has a lot of compute, right? But there's no, none of them have an advantage where you'd say, okay, right, this is, um, this is unsurmountable for the others, mm -hmm. right? So I really think we're going on the model end into this, into this, into this, more of this infrastructure layer, right? Which is what we also saw with the internet, right? None of the protocol providers of the internet actually, you know, made money with that, right? And none of them did, right? Mm -hmm. It's not the creators of HTML, not the creators of TCP IP, mm -hmm. right? These are all the standards that the others operated on, right? And it wasn't the makers of, of you know, the, the tools. Or, yeah. yeah, exactly, the tools that, that came around, right? But there was the application layer above, right? Mm -hmm. There was, hey, how could you actually provide a service that uses these things to be useful, right? And I think we're, we're going to go into, uh, into that direction quite, quite strongly there as well. We're going to see, hey, this is a technology that will go into any product that you have, right? Mm -hmm. I think PowerPoint, right, or, or and this is also something that we, we tried, right? You can feed an article into PowerPoint, right? And you can feed an article into ChatGPT, right? And say, hey, give me three bullet points, right, or on this. And then it'll extract three bullet points, right? You need to be quite clever with how you construct a prompt to, to, for them to be really good, right? Mm -hmm. But this is a tool that absolutely will come into any product, right? Mm -hmm. It'll come to email as a writing assistant. It'll come into all of these, right? Mm -hmm. um, and every vertical will find a way to, to really, you know, to, to implement that feature, right? Mm -hmm. 
And what they, of course, don't get, right, and, and this is what we're hinting at, is they don't get the network effect, right? Mm -hmm. If you only have email, right, that really limits how much you can do. If you only have, if you only have calendar, that limits so much what you can do. If you only have the notion, if yeah. you only have one of these. Yeah. And really, right, you need the most complete picture because yeah. whoever has the most complete picture will be able to offer the best yeah. services on top of that. Yeah. And that's ultimately what it comes down to, right? Yeah. So... Okay, so there's this, this incentive to, to build like for verticals that have a clear playbook is that, you know, investors know that it's, there's a high likelihood it's going to work and they can get a quick buck from it. So you're in like the more challenging, I guess, B2C and like a, a more fundamental paradigm shift technology that could take, you know, longer to develop. So what is the, the, the pushback or what is the, the, the difficulty of doing that? Look, right, I think much like difficulties, of course, right, just the, just the size of the vision, right? If this goes right, I think, you know, I'm absolutely convinced, right, this is a, this is a Google-sized opportunity, mm -hmm. right? And someone, someone will, will make it, will make it happen. And, uh, right, but of course, right, it's, you take, you take up much more risk, right? Doing something that in, in the B2B space, right, or, or even an incremental space, yeah. right, that's almost risk-free, right? Yeah. And if you're talking about startups and risk-free, then you're probably doing something wrong, right? And, and, and and I think currently the issue is, right, none of the investors have much experience in, in, in the space, right? There's only very, very few really, really talented people. Mm. And, and they, I think a lot of them just don't know what a, what a winning company looks like, mm. right? They just, right, they have, no, yeah, they yeah. have no framework to think about this. They don't know, hey, what will be the differentiator, yeah. right? I think, for example, one of these things that's incredibly hyped, right, if you, if you want to, if you read on LinkedIn or Twitter mm. or, you know, even there is this you know, RLHF, reinforcement learning from human feedback, right, as somehow a way to improve the model and et cetera, et cetera, right? And to me, this is, this is important, right? But this is table stakes, right? This is not where you differentiate your product, right? Everyone will have to use this or everyone will use this. But I don't think you can actually win, build a differentiable, sustainably advantaged company just mm -hmm. on the basis of that, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, that's a huge, huge issue that we'll see is that really a lot of the investors and I think also a lot of the startups don't yet know, right, what will actual market power look like and what will actual technological power look yeah. like in the, in the space. But for us, it's important, right, to to really have have someone that that will allow us to to move away, right, and and, and to to bet the company multiple times, right, mm. and and we think we need to, right, to actually arrive at, at the end of that uh, mm. the end of that path, right. You know, if we build an incredibly, for example, right, the the LinkedIn infrastructure part, right, uh, being able to ask questions to your network, right, mm -hmm. in, in a completely asynchronous mm -hmm. way, that in itself, right, this is something that might be very, very interesting or very, mm -hmm. very valuable, right. But and and right, we could do this for for our niche, right. We could do it for founders and then maybe expand from there. But for us, right, if if it ends up that this is the entire product that we sell, right, we want to get to that larger vision, right, and we will happily, a very, very nicely, even a nicely profitable business on that sense, right. To, to pursue that larger larger degree, right? Mm -hmm. And I think we'll need to go through a few of these transformations, right, to really get there, right? Where we first of all change out who, who our customer is, right, and then change out what the product looks like and change mm -hmm. out the economics of the product. Mm -hmm. This is also why why I mentioned Sequoia. They are incredibly good at doing that, right? I mean, one of one of my favorite examples here is Nvidia, right? They they invested in Nvidia, although apparently Jensen completely botched the pitch, but he came on such a high recommendation that they still invested in oh. early Nvidia. And then NVIDIA really went through a few absolute transformations, right, in, in, in what, they, what they do and what they provide, right? And their latest transformation was going from 
a gaming company to an AI company, mm. right? And there was a lot of years where that yeah. felt like an absolutely stupid thing, right? He was pouring money, right? Insane amount of resources into CUDA, right? Which was this development platform for sciences, right? But they were making, making you know, good money on, on, on graphics cards. And it, it wasn't growing massively, right? But the, the, that yeah. in itself would have been a very nice business, right? But, you know, Jensen, Jensen Huang, right? Then said, hey, no, right? We're going to bet this entire company. And at this point, right, a $100 billion business. We're going to bet it all on, on an AI, yeah. right? And, 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 and that direction. And it's paid off handsomely, right? All of the development happens on NVIDIA yeah. GPUs, right? Yeah. And I mean, and, you know, one yeah, of yeah. the biggest reasons, you know, one of the biggest accelerators behind the behind the space will be, you know, what will what will the H one hundred performance actually look like, right? And and yeah. just to think that it depends so much on on, on the output of a single company yeah. is crazy, right? Yeah. And this is not the first time that that Nvidia has done this, right? I can recommend the Acquired podcast. Mm -hmm. They have a very right. very long. Okay. They're they're a three four hour podcast, oh. and they have a really long episode on on really looking at the Nvidia example, right? And how they bet the company again and again, right? Yeah. And, and Sequoia sat on their board for twenty five years and they were absolutely still during all of that process right oh. they were absolutely you know the 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 jensen was at the front there and saying hey we're just going to you know we're going to go to the casino we're going to bet it all on red right yeah. and they just sat there and said yeah yes we trust you we'll right? watch you and and right and i think that takes an incredible confidence right yeah. and that takes of course and also right an incredible amount of trust right and also on the other end right it takes an incredible amount of skill right and then and also it's an incredible pressure of course on the founder to actually yeah. perform alongside that yeah. but no then right i think that's that's absolutely the partner you want to have yeah. if you really want to build something that's enduring right yeah. that's someone who who will sit at that board table and and say okay yeah. right we trust you and then also right sequoia is not is not does not shy away from replacing you if they don't think you're up to the up mm. to the job right which is probably also fine right if you right effectively right the what what it what it requires to be really really good at, at startups right changes through every stage of the company mm -hmm. right and what you usually have, right, is someone who's really, really good at the early stage is usually much less good at the growth stage, right? And then even worse, right, that soon is, is you know, it's somewhat a mature company, mm -hmm. right? And either that person makes through that transformation, right, on a, on a personal level as mm -hmm. well, or there comes a point right, where it makes sense to have someone else run the ship, right? Yeah. And that's usually also in, in, in the best interest of, of the person, right? Because, yeah. you know... Yeah, they can go on, maybe start another thing or focus on the part that they... Yeah, exactly, right? Really I mean, at, at Facebook, I mean, he maintained the CEO title, Mark mm -hmm. Zuckerberg, right? But he, he delegated, right, most of the stuff he didn't want to do to, see, to the CEO, so Cheryl, right? Mm -hmm. And she effectively ran Facebook for, for the largest part of its history, right? Mm -hmm. And he went back and he could focus on product, he could focus yeah. on the things and, that he Like enjoyed, things that right? were coming like Meta... Yeah, like, exactly. That wouldn't have happened if, if Mark was like bogged down by the, the everyday business of running yeah, Facebook. Yeah, no. If, if he had, you know, if he, he was preparing the shareholder calls, yeah. right, and, and doing the organizational thing, right, and yeah. doing the process refinement, absolutely not. Right? Yeah. What does success look like to you or Sid Search? I think that's, I think that's, that's, I think maybe you've, you've heard it out at the air, right? I think our goal is to build something that's enduring, right? That, actually changes how people interact with anything.
something. It, for me, success would look right that you could just, you know, walk around somewhere and someone opens up their laptop, mm -hmm. right, or, or opens up their iPhone, and the first thing they do is is is, is sit, right. It's the right. first interaction with any device, right. Mm -hmm. It's it's how they how they go about their day, right. And for me, that's 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 the goal, right. Yeah. Who do you look up to? A lot of people. I think, <laughs> right. I mean, there's of course the people you look up to in, in in your personal life, right. Who who've meant a lot, right, and who've also helped shape you, right, and and who you are, right, and. And, and also understand your your flaws, right? Of which for everyone there are there are many, and then you know can 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 help can help keep you in check on the air, right? And, and know when it's your emotions inciting and not mm -hmm. not who you are. I think on a on a general perspective, on a, on a business perspective, I think it's maybe yeah. I'm not a fan of the of the of the idle perspective, right? Because I think some people are excellent at what they do, mm -hmm. but I'm here anything but you know a chill person to, mm -hmm. to to be with. Yeah, I think I think that's that's perhaps I'm not so sure. I don't I have a I have a concrete answer. I more more have a list maybe. Yeah. But sure. yeah. Sure. And another thing I'm wondering about is how How do you see the, the, the team continuing in the next few months, given that I think most, if not all of you, are doing some form of studying on the side, right? Yeah, the, the, actually, actually not so much, right? For this okay. is, uh, for, as far as this has come to a natural conclusion. And we're absolutely expanding the team. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of need as well, right? Where, where we see, right, we're working on, on functions that are not core to, to our skill set, right? And where there's also just people that are, that are better at it, right? And I think that's, That's where we really want to expand, right? For us, the main the main objective is is keeping that iteration speed high, right? So anyone that will help us, you know, achieve that, right? Mm -hmm. Where we can really go from idea to product very, mm -hmm. very quickly. And then exactly, right? Hey, you know, we we noticed something, right, from our usage. Hey, we want to implement that, and we can improve, yeah. right? And that's that's the that's the most important point. Awesome. Well, that's all I had. I know you have to go, so we'll yeah. keep it to this. But thanks so much. I really, yeah, I'm, I'm getting excited by what you're going to build. And yeah, let's stay in touch. Yeah, no, definitely. Awesome. You know, it was very fun. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. If you've enjoyed this episode, please follow or subscribe to the show on whatever platform you use. And don't forget to share this podcast with anyone interested in entrepreneurship, university student life, and the rising minds and technologies of the future before they change the world. 